Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with me as always. It's Robbie Armlessly. I'm waiting for all of the programs to load before I can uh, function properly. Yeah, they're struggling to boot up a bit. Yeah. Um, no, there we go, it's fine yeah, now. Yep, yeah. yeah, we've done it. Well Good, because I didn't have the error message uh, noise <laughs> lined up, so... <laughs> oh, oh no... <laughs> That'd have been good though. Yeah. Ah, you gotta have that preparation. Yeah. Whole soundboard of whole soundboard of just Windows noises. Because <laughs> uh, people have them hanging around, right? Sure. Why not? There's one out there. I'm sure of it. Hundred percent certain. Well, you know what else is out there? The final episode of this series of Robot Wars. <laughs> Robot Wars. <laughs> Robot Wars. I'm so excited. I can't pronunciate. <laughs> it's a it's a whopper of a Robot Wars. It's it? a really good episode. Really good grand final. I'm going to stop now, but <laughs> but that had a good run. <laughs> this is something else. Some crazy. Breathtaking, taking breath. No time to take breath. No time to take breath. We yeah. died. I pretty much held my breath for an hour and passed out. When I woke <laughs> up, there was a champion. Oh, I don't know. Oh, where do you even start? It's been quite a, uh, quite a season. Obviously, we'll get to the full season review next time when we give out... Our awards, the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Flame, Rapid, and all of that <laughs> fun, lovely, amazing, beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. Now, I do, of course, have the league table. Hey. I know who has won, and we will obviously mention that once we've reviewed the full episode. Excellent. Wouldn't make sense otherwise to go through that before we've actually mentioned who wins. Big time. There was something else I was going to mention. Is that kind of important? Oh, yeah, like, let's do the mailbag. Let's start with the mailbag stuff. Man, I haven't checked the mailbag in a while. Yeah. See what tweets, twats. Tweets in the mailbag. Tweets in the mailbag. Tweets, mailbags. Mail tweets. No, tweet <laughs> bag. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> in the tweet bag. Someone asked us where our nicknames come from. Nicknames? They- those are our names. Yeah, that, that is that is exactly what's on your driver's license. <laughs> Benji, also the hitman. Mm-hmm. There isn't really a story, is there? There is, of course there's a story. Well, you know we, the story. we used to do a wrestling podcast. We used to do a wrestling and podcast. And we tried to come up with really funny names that were wrestling related. So there's at least two wrestlers to my memory that have hitman as a nickname. Because we always we always knew Brett the Hitman Hart, the famous yeah. hitman. Yeah. But when we were reviewing ECW, like six hitmans came yeah. along, and it was like, well, guess anyone could be the hitman. So you became a hitman as well. I thought, why not me too? Yeah. So I'm also the hitman, and that's my nickname <laughs> story. That's my origin story. <laughs> Mine is, I just did the opposite of Paul E. Dangerously. <laughs> that's it that's all that happened so if anyone was expecting some really clever robot wars related story as to where we got our nicknames <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not related to robot wars at all it's all from wrestling and it's awful <laughs> yeah that's the other thing we are i did i did tell them to be prepared to be disappointed and underwhelmed <laughs> let's see who else has said stuff 
in male baggery. Male baggery, is that what we're calling it now? Mm, something a little wrong about male baggery. You know what we need to do next season? What's that? Set up some hashtags to use. So we can search by hashtag when, if someone's asking us a question, or we can search by hashtag if it's a prediction. So that way, like if we do like, I don't know, I don't know what the, what, what, what would the ha- hashtag be for like our prediction league? Cause we don't, we just say, send us in your predictions, use the hashtag blah, blah. Hashtag and- activate the Robot Wars podcast prediction league. <laughs> 2018 2018 <at> that point. <laughs> part one for episode one for your consideration <laughs> and there's no room left dot to com your prediction net sure <laughs> we'll do that next time definitely because scrolling through all of our notifications to find the tweets is really inconvenient and probably really stupid and shows that we're not as up to date with technology as we think we are <laughs> <laughs> We could have just put out a like activate prediction hashtag and gone through that. That would have been better. Yeah. As long as there isn't another activate prediction going on at the time with something unrelated to Robot Wars. Like, oh yeah, I forget how popular that hashtag is. Let's, let's put that in Twitter now. Let's see what, what I get. Okay. <laughs> Your search returned zero results. So activate prediction. It's up there. We'll be able to use that next time. Mm. This is why we really don't want it cancelled because now we've actually got all the ideas coming into our head of how to do this oh someone mentioned the um calendar so last episode we mentioned well we speculated as to whether thor was on the robot wars calendar and while i don't know if jason is thor is on the calendar for october slot so halloween gets thor that seems a good choice i mean there's spookier bots to use for halloween is what's oh draven Draven, yeah, Draven, Draven would be great. Be perfect. I mean, not a very successful bot in the recent series, but still kind of spooky, spooky gothic, bot. you know, eyes and the face of the bird. Yeah. Spooky, man. I have to consult the little um, official Robot Wars handbook here, see what we get. Um, I mean, carbide, in a sense, is very scary. But the oh, Michael Myers kind of for way. For different reasons, yeah. yeah. I mean, Hobgoblin is a spooky-ish thing. Yeah, that'd been a good one. Hobgoblin, I like that. That's a good Halloween-y one. Robert Goblin. Robert Goblin. That'd be the next robot. Good old Robert Goblin. <clears throat> We've gone off track. Have we gone off track? We've gone though? so far off track, it's unreal. But have we gone off track, Chun? I knew that was coming. As soon as I said track, <laughs> I knew, I knew it. Okay, come on. Shall we talk about what bots, firstly, are in the 10-bot rumble? So the grand final opens with our 10-bot rumble, made up of all the second and third placers. Okay, so I was writing it down from memory. I wasn't reading off some sort of website like some people are. (laughs) (laughs) So in my terrible handwritten notes, I've got... I tell you what, I'm going to say the bot's name... And you say the first thing that comes into your head. Okay. Okay. Apollo. The chessboard thing. Eruption. Uh, volcano. Terahertz. Does it? Expulsion. Uh, school. Big nipper. I don't have one. Concussion. <laughs> I don't have one of them either. Four. Oh, that's a good one, that. Traction. Is that is is that the one that 
Yeah, that's the one that was going to lose all the time, wasn't it? Sabretooth? Um, uh, that's related to that other podcast. Iron Ore 6. I mean, they say it's a flipper. <laughs> See, if I was your therapist, I would be <laughs> deeply worried about all of those answers. <laughs> It's not my job, man. <laughs> I tried to try with the quips, see what happened. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to be doing all the quips again. I think. I think, I think you might be good at that. Oh. I mean, look, we'll say one thing. All of mine were more relevant to the bots than what the handbooks were. Mostly because the handbooks was things like you get a picture of carbide and it'd be like, it's going to flip you. It's not at all. So at the beginning of the episode, yep. just to mention... Obviously, we get the introduction from Dara and Angela. And it's Dara, and in the background, you could just see Angela walking. And then suddenly the camera just shoots Angela, catches up with her. And she's basically walking around like the sheriff of the pits. And it's so cool. It's a very well shot little moment, isn't it? Yeah. I quite enjoyed it. There was lots of, there was lots going on as Big well. Big time. It felt like uh, you could watch it over and over again and notice something different. <laughs> They're definitely more comfortable in their roles now. Dara yeah. and Angela. Yeah. They're really, especially Angela, who probably at some point forgot she was being filmed and is just screaming at the top of her lungs. Oh God, at some moments, yeah. So <laughs> I'd love, to, as like a DVD bonus feature, to be able to get the, like almost picture in picture of each fight and just see the whole of the Dara and Angela reactions. Yeah, that'd have been a good for idea. For each fight. There must be footage out there of them. Oh, they've recorded all exactly, of it so, yeah. to use it. So it's all spliced in. That'd be fantastic. It would just be Angela screaming and banging on the window. <laughs> I mean, my complete perfect mega fantasy mm-hmm. would be that you can literally split between the fight, mm-hmm. Dara and Angela, mm-hmm. and the competitors. And you can manually switch whenever you want. I'll do you one better. I would like there to be a 360 camera in the center of the arena... Or attached to a small cluster bot, and you can put on uh, like a VR headset, like a you know PSVR or a Vive, whatever it's called, and just be in the match. And how quickly does it get completely annihilated? <laughs> how much of a budget do you think they have? <laughs> do they just have like fifty of them just waiting to be used? <laughs> one smashed up, it, comes through a cat flap, yeah. another one just like that. Be perfect. Or the camera is mounted to a drone, so it's out of reach of the bots. Well, out of reach of some of the bots. Most to be fair, like, hopefully. some of these bots catch some big air. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there are times where it would, yeah, it would go pretty badly. I mean, we've seen flying bots before, back yeah. in 95. Yeah. Oh, we did. We saw yeah. legit flying bots. And it <laughs> didn't work. The audience. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> or was it? Uh, we're probably going to see worse as time goes on. Okay, so... The 10 bot rumble. Are you prepared to discuss this cluster of chaos? The thing about this match, which is incredible to me, is it's actually one of the least memorable matches, and it's still great from this episode. Mm. Oh, big time. Because of yeah. how incredible all the matches this episode are, or most of them. I ended up for- not forgetting that it happened, but so much more happens. This it's is certainly chaotic. It, this episode needed more than the time slot it got. A little bit, yeah. yeah there's just so much going on. And I, there is a director's cut of the 10 bot rumble floating around on Facebook and Twitter, isn't there? Yeah, just the full un, uncut um, rumble match. Now, we both predicted 
I think we pretty much made the prediction straight off the bat, a flipper's probably going to win this. Yeah. It always made sense. They tend to be the ones with the most control. They have a lot less things affecting their control, like spinners yeah. do. And there's a lot of targets in there for a flipper. Yeah. You pretty much so turn around and you're going to flip something. Yeah, you're in a great position just being wedge-shaped. Anyway, let's do some kind of... Let's just go through the match and we'll... Yeah, we'll try and figure out what we can say about this. Yeah, it's difficult, really. I mean, the match starts and Expulsion are in the pit. That kind of <laughs> kind of how it started for me. If you notice, Expulsion repainted themselves the same colour as the floor in order to try and blend in. See, you cannot fault that team's outside-the-box thinking. The problem is, I think that's the excuse they use as to why they ended up in the pit. They couldn't probably see. couldn't see which bot was theirs or <laughs> where their bet was. Where they Ultimate were. camouflage backfire. But yeah, like I suppose the two bots everyone expected to come last did. Traction essentially gets destroyed very quickly, I think by the concussions drum. I, I think. don't think they got going in the first place much, did they? No, they, they go forward a few feet. Yeah. Concussion in the end. Yeah. Drums come, drums tractions. Drum track. It's drums, very tractions track. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> Concussion drums tractions track. You're not wrong. Um, fog of war, and we got that in total. I counted three times in the match. I you couldn't know, say how many. The old fog of war. There was a lot of four. There was so much going on. Yeah, it was absolute chaos. We got a rogue house spot, but I felt like the house spot was already rogue. There wasn't enough room for it not to be rogue. Now, if you notice, Iron Ore 6's weapon, still not going. We still don't see yeah. a single flip. I think it turns out it's a radio issue. Oh. Like they're using an older style transmitter. I think this is just what I've heard floating around the mm. web. But an older style transmitter, a lot more susceptible to interference, is what's resulted in them having a fully functioning flipper in the testing area. But once they're actually out uh, there yeah. with other robots and whatnot. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, which is a real shame because as a flipper, they would have stood a hell of a chance. Instead, they just all get thrown around mostly. I mean, it all kind of really comes comes down to when the pit gets opened and everyone starts falling in it. Yeah, slugs isn't that one a weird image? It got to the point where there wasn't any more room in the pit for another bot. It got to the point where robots weren't being pushed into the pit. I swear half of them just accidentally went into the pit from being distracted and trying to move around. It was like bumper carts in there. Uh, Yeah, it's so hard to keep track of. I think Sir Killalot went after Terahertz. Irrationally destroyed him. Well, according to the How to Build Your Robot book. The good book. The good book. Mm. Yeah, the Haynes Manual. I'll see if I can find it in here, but there is a moment where it mentions the 10-bot rumble, and it says something along the lines, there was some sort of an agreement to go after the house robots, but only Thor and Terahertz actually tried, and they just got <laughs> disposed of. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's, uh... <laughs> How true that is, I don't know, but I do find that quite interesting, that people were going to try and trash the house bots, and then decided, actually, maybe a place in the grand final is a little more valuable. But could you imagine what it would have looked like if they actually did all ten bots just turned around and faced Sir Killalot and just charged him? I wonder what would have happened. I mean, we've seen Apollo take out house robots. Yeah, exactly. In fact, this but- would have been perfect if they all just, like, surrounded Sir Kay and then just let Apollo go straight up from behind and flipped him. And then they could have had a fight afterwards. But we're acting have... like we didn't get any. Uh, we didn't get oh, amazing stuff. Exactly. Happen. It was absolute chaos. It was exactly what everyone expected. 
impossible to call. I think Jonathan Pierce was having some sort of spasm whilst he was trying to do the commentary. Yeah, I didn't even take notes. I didn't take notes for any of this, to be fair. But I didn't even attempt taking notes for this match. Pointless calling the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The real story is eruption and the tactics used. Perfect. Uh, at the end of the day, eruption kind of hung back a bit, let everyone take each other out. Yeah, he's kind of like a master tactician. He's got like sort of like a Napoleon mental way of running a battle. Once all the other bots were more or less finished, eruption had a cleanup job and then had won. It, it ends with eruption and Apollo facing each other, who basically both of them got the most predictions for who would win the 10 bot rumble. Yeah. Uh, eventually Apollo's flipper doesn't function anymore. I'm guessing they probably used up all their gas and they took a bit of a beating because they were well in the fight where yeah. eruption was more hanging back, yeah. being wise, being smart. Um, eruption takes the victory after flipping Apollo. Apparently after cease was called big nipper attempts to climb out of the pit. <laughs> Using its big n- nipper. Awesome. <laughs> Which would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> Ceases called and then big nipper yeah, climbs, climbs out and is like, out. Nah, like, nah, man. I'm back. Uncease. <laughs> but what do you do if a robot climbs out the pit? Because as far as I'm aware, mm. once you're in the pit, the match is over. You've you're been pitted. Has there, I'm sh- has there been an instance where a bot has managed to eject itself from the pit. I don't believe so. Oh, we'll have to don't check believe it's with happened the older. Yet. Yeah. Um, Wasn't that the design of, what was it called? Nightshade or something <laughs> that all of its like petals would fan out and it would stop it from going in the pit because it would be too wide for the pit at that point. Or if it got in the pit, like when the petals fanned out, it would like, they would actually lift, lift it, it back out. out. Yeah. Kind of the idea, but to, for that to work, it would have had to have landed in the pit feet first, perfectly positioned right in the this middle. But it was a, you know, it was an idea. It was, it was thought, an idea. You know, it, it, that's all it really was at the end, yeah. wasn't it? In theory. In, oh, back to the theory. Back to in theory. But yeah, we get our wild card because we could spend three weeks talking about the 10 bot rumble if we went yeah. through the whole thing. We get our wild card. It's eruption. What are your thoughts in general of 10 bot rumbles? Really entertaining, but like you wouldn't want to have one too often. There are people like, we've got to have more 10-bot rumbles. I don't think there should be a 10-bot rumble every episode. Nope. What, I think it'd be fine every series, once a series, once to a series. settle the wild card. It's because be the special. whole, like, decide, someone backstage deciding who gets to be the wild card, that got some stick. This way of doing it is very fair. Everybody gets a chance. You know? Simple as that. Shall we talk about the now finalised lineup we've got for this grand final? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you say the bot, and I'm going to say the first thing that comes into my head. Is this you showing me up? Is this, is this the point of this now? No, it's probably just going to reveal some serious psychological cool. issues that I've got. <laughs> right, let's go through the robotics. From the Hemel Hempstead, Dishcloth. From Derby, Carbide. Spinner. Lights. From Maidley. Magnetar. Spinner. The Sea. From Krukan. Nuts 2. Spinner. Ambidextrous. From London. Rapid. Flipper. Construction. From Cheshire. Eruption. Flipper. Radiator. Radiator? 
I was just saying what I see at that point, to be honest. <laughs> In the building. Jesus Christ almighty. That's our finalists. That's it. That's the final lineup. That is the grand lineup. That's the grand lineup. So we'll start, we'll do some general chit chat about each one. Behemoth. Carbide. So we've learned a few tricks from then. We've got a different type of scoop as well, which will deflect their spinner. I think we may have a good chance of actually beating them. Won their heat in a shock victory against Apollo. Proper veterans. Behemoth with their titanium scoop. Um, we see them use their anti-spinner scoop this episode, which we'll get to later, which was pretty interesting to see. Yeah. First time making it past the heat stage since I think the first season they were in 19 years ago. Great to see a classic bot make it to the grand final and actually be a seeded competitor, even though we don't really do that anymore. They're already a winner in a way. They really are. Yeah. They really are. They've gotten so far and they've proven their worth mm-hmm. and no doubt they'll be back whenever next time is. They, they could they could go all the For way. Infinity. They've proven it. Yeah. Yeah. Carbide. So I like to think I'm one of the best drivers in the competition. Um, no one seems to be able to outdrive the machine. Well, I mean, what more is there to say about Carbide? They've had a rough series, but they're still probably the most violent bot on the roster. A rough series for Carbide. For Carbide standards, as in they took some hits. Yeah, they actually (laughs) took damage, like most other robots have to take constantly, even top-tier ones. Carbide is still like the Terminator of Robot Wars. It's just pure robotic violence, doesn't stop, just keeps coming back, and does ridiculous amounts of damage. Yep, but not as easy of a run as uh, last season for them. Mm. Um, Their heat didn't come without a few hitches. I mean, they had to survive Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel really gave it to them in probably the best match. Well, we were pretty much agreed that it was the best match of the series so far. Oh, easily. One of the top matches of the series would have been the top match of the series if it wasn't for, say, this episode (laughs) we're talking about now. Which was pretty much a flawless victory in terms of quality. When you're the champ you got a target on your back. Every bot coming into this competition in the back of the mind was thinking, what happens if I fight Carbide? Yep. And every, every bot is sitting there thinking, I really hope I get to beat Carbide. I hope I get to be the one that beats Carbide. It was almost a title in itself. There's, there should have been a trophy carbide. for it. Exactly. We know that TR2 have one. Yep, TR2 have and one. Terahertz. Terahertz have one. And Apollo. And Apollo have one. And that's all from... Uh, the season eight or the first reboot season mm-hmm. old carbide new carbide still technically undefeated at this point mm-hmm. yeah Obviously, once we get to the end of this episode things do change a little bit for old carbide but like you said there's not much more you can say about carbide it's the beast it's the monster it's the bar it's the it's, most successful yeah. bot of the reboot by a mile if you want to make a name for yourself, you've got to take on Carbide first. Name a grand final match of the reboot that hasn't had Carbide in it. They're always first or second place. Exactly. To be That's the bot, you've m- got to beat the bot. Magnetar. Magnetar is the highest kinetic energy drum spinner in Rebel Wars, and we're going to send the competition flying. The only thing that could stop Magnetar is itself. Magnetar. I had my money on Magnetar, and, yeah. well, you can't bet on it, but you know. But if you did, it would be on Magnetar. It would have been on Magnetar. I thought Magnetar were going to go all the way. It was like Pulsar, except it worked. The scariest thing Pulsar could have become, a working robot. Yeah, a functioning version of itself. <laughs> they made it, and it was working, and it was knocking bots out. It had this brilliant system where 
we saw previously in the series where Magnetar would usually lead them to or around the floor flipper or in a situation where they can get underneath them and then would just rain shots upwards towards the underbelly of the opposing bot and just knock bots out. We will see it still do some pretty damn good damage this episode, but definitely not live up to its full potential due to some unfortunate decisions we will see in the upcoming (laughs) matches. But Magnetar, beautiful bot, great to look at. Definitely the best looking bot, yeah. I reckon the future for Ellis is he um, eventually crafts a giant Magnetar for the military. (laughs) They just send that out. They just send it out. But then, of course, we get to the real destroyer and eater of worlds, Nuts 2. Yeah, I think we're pretty much as surprised as anyone to see Nuts this far. As a flail spinner, we have the advantage of a lot of reach. We've got about a metre of flail each side, so it can reach into places where people don't normally armour. Um, it's not the hardest hitting robot, but it'll hit places where people aren't expecting. I, grand finalist, Nuts 2. Not only is it a perfect version of the Nuts design, yeah. which is ridiculous in and of itself, but how do you how do you combat it without having to take damage? It's now precision engineered to be as crazy as possible. It's the weirdest combination of like specific all this like careful specific design gone into a bot whose main motive is just to spin around as fast as possible and hit everything that comes near it but you remember it's sniper shot sniper shots it got was androne 4000s hydraulics yep resulting in the most gory violent horrible death of all time Mm -hmm. that's including rapids (laughs) <laughs> implosion upon <laughs> upon losing its its own self-immolation out of pure i don't know shame <laughs> and what else was the other sniper shot to get a concussion it, it always managed to bash concussion in on <laughs> the old twittery roo uh-huh one james wallace did send us a very nice explanation as to how melty brain works so let me read this okay let me strap in and really like you know Get my head around this. Fire away. So skid steering is something pretty simple to grasp. Basically, you turn the drive on one side into reverse while the other goes forward to make a really tight, quick turn. Now, if you look at Nuts 2 in action, you will see in operation a little white glint that appears at the nominal front of the bot. On the spinning ring, there's an LED that's turned on at the front as defined by the controller to be used for driving. And everything is based on that. So basically, it's all about selectively stopping and starting your most your motors based on how fast you're spinning and where you're intending to go to effectively slide the bot around without affecting the spin so- too much. Um, so-called translational drift. It's essentially what you guessed it was before, which is adjusting the speed or adjusting of one wheel of maybe one, like to would, slowly yeah. sort of skid your way yeah. into place and with nuts 2 it's essentially using a bunch of sensors and a lot of mathematics and a lot of crazy stuff going on inside to figure out the exact right amount of time to stop the motors to slow it down in certain directions just to skid in the right direction just i see this is why it's called yeah. melty brain yeah. i don't really I kind of understand the concept. It's genius. But thinking of it in action is very, very difficult. Thinking of how to make something work that way so it goes the way you want it to go is insane. But yeah, I suppose it all relies on the fact that Nuts 2 
technically speaking, obviously has a front of the robot, so you know how. Yeah, maybe that's something to do with it. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> listen I wouldn't, to us. I wouldn't say you'd be able to like navigate it around a track. Surely, I mean, I suppose in theory you can whilst it's spinning, but I imagine it'd be quite slow. It's it's skidding yeah. its way around very selectively i mean if you notice when nuts 2 is spinning it doesn't it's not like it moves around perfectly like it just slowly starts to list in like one direction that's kind of how it works isn't it so it can like basically just slowly start to corner a bot because when you take into account the uh the chains as well that's a huge area it's covering so you really could just you know you don't have to chase a bot down all around the arena you just have to cut it off at one point and you're eventually gonna hit it you've got the mini bots doing half the work for you as well exactly imagine you're a person which you are if you're listening (laughs) imagine you're a person you're spinning on the spot on your feet obviously yeah you could move to the right or left you can move around while spinning on the spot but you've got to move your legs in a certain way to do do that yeah you kind of it's translating that to wheels which is hella more complicated imagine you had the grace of a ballerina that's nuts too (laughs) <laughs> the grace of a ballerina nuts to with two f- massive long, <laughs> long flails. flails and you're swinging them wildly in all directions that's nuts too the incredible thing about nuts too is the fact that everyone writes off flails as a weapon everyone writes off mini bots mm. nuts too has got to the grand final using those in an effective way it's amazing mr rpd it's rapid rapid really is just silly i mean if you were gonna dial everything up and make it that's that's what rapid is i'll tell you why we painted it gold it was a big middle finger <laughs> we're gonna be the money boys we may as well be gold <laughs> oh rapid a very practical design flipper and i mean like practical nice looking strong flipper it's a bit weird this because really strong in their heat and we were like, wow, mm. God, this new Rapid, it really is something else. And the way it's engineered really is something else. But, oh, are they outdone in this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's difficult, really. It's a really good flipper, but it's in a competition with incredible flippers. And incredible spinners. Yeah. I mean, in its heat, maybe it had a bit of an easy run mm. against the rest of these guys. Well, we wanted to see, like, oh, could Rapid take out Carbide? Yeah, it's quite Again, low to the ground, we were thinking, you know, it's... well Controlled, yeah. good speed, get around it, underneath it, flip it out. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll see what happens with Rapid, but it's got a lot of money behind it. It's got a lot of precision engineering behind it. It's all about being over the top. I think that's why they painted it gold. Apparently, if you're gonna pour a lot of money into it, you may as well paint it gold as well. And then the ultimate underdog, the winner of the ten bot rumble eruption. The one thing I've always known for my whole life, I was like three years old, I was like, I want to do that. I want to be on that show, and I want to win Robot Wars. I see it more as me versus somebody else rather than robot versus robot. And it's a really complicated issue, and it gets really serious. People do not get how seriously people take this show. It's crazy, isn't it? It is insane. Eruption is having the weirdest journey. The craziest journey of all time. God. So, runner-up from last season, uh, had a good show in, but always had difficulty with Carbide. Ended up having a rematch with Carbide mm-hmm. in their heat final and lost quicker than they did to Carbide in the grand final yeah. um, last season. It's all been about the side panels and the wheels getting hit by Carbide yeah. and it can't move properly. Then Carbide destroys it. 
This time, well, it's the same eruption as we saw last heat, but it's now all about tactics. Be as careful as possible. You got a chance to win it. No risk. Nothing flashy. Don't buy into just showboating. No, no. We see yeah. some robots uh, take themselves out by trying to get a little too far yep. uh, this episode. So I don't know what more to say about eruption without starting to talk about what the results are. So exactly. This is we'll the problem just... of talking about these robots right now. We'll let it carry us into it. So we actually start talking about the beautiful episode, one of the best episodes I've ever seen. And it's all done in the exact same format as before. Perfect. We exactly. get our freeways at the beginning, and then we go on from that. So, transition seamlessly into the first freeway. Carbide, Bayamoff, and Nuts 2. A couple of months ago, you'd be like, well, Carbide wins that, obviously. And now you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, Behemoth just seems to tank everything that comes near him. And Nuts 2 as just some kind of godly yeah, sniper. It's all of a sudden got like god tier aiming. So Carbide's actually in there with two massive heavy hitters. Carbide and Behemoth essentially just go for each other straight away. Makes sense. Nuts 2 is always about getting the spin up while sending in the uh, the cavalry to take mm-hmm. some uh, take some slack for them. Of course. Behemoth have an anti-scoop spinner and anti-spinner scoop on anti-scoop spinner <laughs> put on there that'd be so redundant work how do you reckon anti-scoop spinner that's supposed to be angled in a way I don't know I guess <laughs> it's like a massive shield and it kind of it bends around some of the bot as it's well it's very obvious what they're doing they're ready to tank carbide hits until carbide hurts itself in confusion so it's both basically them chasing each other around for a while <laughs> a cluster bot activates the pit and unfortunately I've been waiting for this all <laughs> season for the pit button to be pressed the exact same moment oh, someone's sad. sitting on it and doesn't even realize what's happened he's like what, what just happened where, kind of face. where have i gone yeah. like what's going on so he's driving and he happens to kind of come to a stop on the pit just as the button's pressed and the pit just lowers him out of view and that's it it's the perfect speed of the pit going down yeah. as well. Like it's he's well, there it's one minute sad. and he's gone. And that's it. And that's it. They, 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 they're out of the match. In a way, I mean, if they were going to lose the match one way, that they was just, a good way to Yeah, do it. they yeah. just lost the match well, without having to it. take They haven't taken damage. any damage and they were in a match with Carbide and Nuts too. Yeah. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, they should have got wrecked. They should have taken big damage. Bamoff is just tidied away by the arena, leaving two big-time heavy hitters. So we've now got Nuts 2 versus Carbide. Now, last time this happened, Nuts 2 got absolutely dismantled. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, you'd have thought they'd have just gone away with the Nuts 2 design after how yeah. absolutely annihilated they tended to be by mm-hmm. machines like Carbide. Have we seen Nuts 2 prior to this season finish in any other way than many many pieces wheels broken off and chains missing and- no damage to show <laughs> people going well that was a bit of a crazy machine but it was never gonna win it was almost just there for the personality and the gimmick at first now nuts Two, a genuine competitor very quickly nuts Two with another precision sniper shot to the point where this is getting a bit scary can they slow down time yeah. in order to like get these precision shots off because how the hell do you aim these flails yet somehow some way they're getting hits off that are pinpoint accuracy perfect they take the chain they take carbide chain in one hit smack this is what we were predicting well we predicted the chain would get entangled 
but it didn't. It, it got a good hit off. Exactly. This is like firing into the weak spot on the Death Star. It shouldn't Carbide's have happened. unstoppable, but if the chain breaks, There's it's no got weapon. nothing. That's it. It's absolutely dumb. All Carbide can do is reverse into Nuts 2. Yeah with the desperate hope that they can push him about. But Nuts 2 are just too ridiculous. I mean, a Carbide goes for the, the randomizer, randomator, El Rando, and activates the rogue house spots, but gets, you know, a fog of war as well. Nothing. There is nothing they can do. They're just, you know, grasping at straws. We Well, come on, we get to a point where Carbide is running away from Nuts' minibot. Because they're dangerous. <laughs> That's the thing. The thing about carbide is, it's it's a fantastic weapon. But once the weapon's gone, it's not like one of the, you know, a lifter or a pusher or anything. It's, without its weapon, it actually needs to get out of dodge. Well, yeah, it, it takes a lot of damage as well. Nuts 2 are constantly getting those little hits off. Mm. They're hitting the tyre. I know the tyre takes damage. The sides are getting battered up. It's weird the way, because the way Nuts 2 works, it's not big hits doing lots of damage. It's little hits doing precision damage. And just taking little chunks off. Exactly. It's yeah. like hailstones and it's just constantly coming down like and just a, taking those little bits off. A rapid fire pool cue just constantly beating you in the side. <laughs> and so there's a point where Carbide does stop. It's um, wedged start... on um, one of the minibots. Yeah. And they start the counter, don't they? They start the counter, but they do manage to break free. With like they, a second to go. With like a second to go. They get away. I think, uh, I think they manage to push Nuts into Shunt. But by that time, the actual countdown clock is gone, mm-hmm. and it goes to the judges. Now, Nuts 2, like, pushing Carbide to a judge's decision mm-hmm. would have been considered ridiculous exactly. in and of itself. Try and get your head around that, you know? The look <laughs> on, what's his name, Rory's face, when it's announced <laughs> that Nuts 2 yeah. have defeated Carbide. Crikey. And Nuts 2 did all the eliminating this yeah. round. They took out Behemoth. With preci- with pinpoint precision tire pushing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. With tactics, perfect timing. Yeah, and then ridiculous accuracy against carbide, yeah. taking out the weapon, taking out the wheels. Imagine how it must feel controlling a mini bot, this tiny few kilogram wedge, and chasing carbide around who are defenseless. That's insane. It's it like a, a mouse chasing match. a cat. It was. The- craziest thing i've ever seen and nuts too have got their redemption mm-hmm. by decisively beating reigning champions carbide i think the cluster box did make a massive difference the cluster bots are huge for nuts yeah. too they wouldn't have done it without well the whole composition of the, the bot the fact that it can move slightly whilst it's in that full spin exactly. so it's not constantly stopping spinning to move around the fact that it's got the cluster bots, which are really well controlled. The cluster bots are better controlled than 90% of the yeah. main robots in Easily. this competition. Easily. I almost feel like the cluster bots, these few kilo cluster bots, could win a few They could matches. have been entered. Yeah. They could have been entered. There are some bots that they could have taken a out. A 10 oh, kilo well total bot could have come in and beat some other Big robots time. by just being annoying. And in the meantime, Carbide has some serious damage to deal with. They're under pressure now. They're not just under pressure. Imagine the thoughts going through your head when you are this undefeated beast mm. and you just lost to Nuts 2, who last time you faced them, you destroyed, you shredded them. You, you didn't even have to try. You'd be scratching your head trying to figure out what just happened. I don't know if there's ever been a more a more shocking victory, a, a more shocking decisive victory. It's not like, oh, and the, oh, the 
favorite bot accidentally <laughs> fell in the pit or the house robot took out the favorite for the match. The underdog literally beat the the big dog. As anything like, I don't know if there's ever nope. been such a huge upset. Considering in- it was the champion involved, that's crazy. Okay, so that does take us to our next freeway, and we've got Eruption, Magnetar, and Rapid. Tough one to call, yeah. straight off the bat. When I was going into it, I thought, ah, Magnetar have it. Yeah. Of course they do. It's Magnetar, mate. Magnetar. It's Magnetar. It's just going to slide underneath the other bot. Boom, boom with the barrel. Done. Boom, boom with the barrel. It's technically not a barrel, but anyway. So this match actually had a, compared to the last one, this match had a very slow start. It's slower paced. Uh, all three bots are, I don't want to say less aggressive, but they're they figuring are much, each other out. They're yeah. just sort of, there's an air of like calm before it all kicking off where they're just sort of like, you know, in like the good, the bad and the ugly where like they're all staring at each other and it just shows close ups of their eyes. Oh yeah, like, yeah, and the music plays. Yeah, it felt like that at the beginning. It doesn't last quite as long. I think that's like a seven, eight minute sequence of just <laughs> close ups of eyes. I mean, if they did that, they'd all been counted out a long time. Ago. <laughs> but how would the judges judge that? <laughs> Knowing Sharky would have kicked them all out, <laughs> and that'd have been it. De- immediately declared nuts to win a <laughs> winner for being awesome <laughs> and the episode ends after 20 minutes <laughs> and then it just starts playing queen <laughs> um yeah eventually magnetar goes after rapid and uh rapid proves its self-writing is is worth the money at the start at they the get start. themselves back on their feet you know it's all going well it's all going good but eventually damage takes its toll and rapid start to struggle yeah, I mean, Magnetar's hits on Rapid were pretty brutal because I think the, the problem with this match in general was, and the reason why they had to feel each other out is because who can you turn your back on in this match? That's a good point. The previous three-way, you knew Nuts was going to be coming at you slowly. Mm-hmm. So the other two bots went for each other, made a bit, made a bit of sense. Anything oh. that happened, whoever was the first aggressor in this match was always going to be the one who uh, took a big shot. And it was. Rapid went aggressive, which means they turned their back on Magnetar. Don't turn your back on Magnetar. Nope. That immediate hit really did, uh, essentially did Rapid in. This is only from my own notes, okay? So Magnetar attacking Rapid, Rapid taking hits, struggled to self-right. Eventually the self-right is just not working. It seems like their flipper's stuck open or something. It takes a while for Rapid's flipper to... Exactly. Go back into its That's starting right. it, position. It seems yeah. to struggle to reset. Eventually, they're pretty much out. Uh, Magnetar's spinner has, at this point, started to lose some of its effectiveness, and gets they get involved with Matilda somehow. Yeah, Matilda now, ends up involved. We, I haven't mentioned Eruption yet. They're in the match, but uh, yeah. they, they seem to be making sure that they're only involved when absolutely applicable. Only involved when they know they can get a good flip off. Mm. And it yeah. really does work. Yeah, um, they just take a back seat for the most part and watch these two bots tear each other apart. I mean, Matilda getting involved and basically murdering Magnetar was a, maybe a bit of a stroke of luck, but regardless, Eruption wins. And I would say that was tactics. Yeah, because they get flipped by Matilda mm. in the end, don't they? Uh, yeah. Not Eruption. Magnetar get flipped by Matilda. She tasks them. Couldn't self-write. Yeah. So Eruption have basically not had much of a hand with anything, but very carefully... Win the 10-bot rumble, win the three-way. Yeah. And now, also kept their heads down. They're not out there to showboat or be the centre of attention. Out there to win it. Yeah. Secretly. They're secretly winning. This takes us to loser bracket or redemption <laughs> round. If you want I prefer to be. loser brackets. The losers. <laughs> 
So the first one we get is Baymoff is Bay versus Magneta. Is Mag. He is well mag. Man, and Behemoth just starts having to tank some pretty early shots. It doesn't take long for Behemoth. I mean, Behemoth gets flipped over quite a bit just by the heavy shots. That's how strong Magnetar shots are. Oh, big time. Behemoth is a big, heavy... It's in the name. It's a big bot. Behemoth just seems to have this resilience where it takes a hell of a lot to knock him out. They just keep springing back to life, get stuck in again, get knocked out, spring back to life back in again which a lot of the newer bots especially with the spinners i guess they don't have that kind of ability yeah you know spinners so many shots and that's kind of it whereas with the flippers and especially with bay it just keeps coming back for more and more and more i kept thinking they would run out of co2 but they really didn't they really i guess it's a big bot so you could fit more in it i think at one point they started to not even be able to move properly but they were still getting stuck in it's very back and forth for a, for a little while. I say mm-hmm. back and forth. It's mostly Magnetar beating on Behemoth and Behemoth surviving. I want to say just barely. Mm-hmm. It does a good job of being a functioning bot, but it does seem to lose. I think it's, it loses drive on one side, sort of, but it manages to just manages to sort of move around outside of its own circumference instead of yeah. just spinning on the spot. It's kind of shuffling a it's bit. It's shuffling about. It's making its way in still. Yeah. Now, if Ellis had stopped there and waited yeah. for the countdown timer... Arguably, he would have... I think know. he would have won because all the aggression... I say all the aggression. Most of the aggression was Magnetar there. Yeah, the yeah. damage was definitely in favour of Magnetar. Yeah, yeah. Instead, they waited around a while. They got the spinner up to speed. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing for a definitive win yeah. or just a showboat, I don't know, Magnetar decide to go in for one big final hit. Behemoth, a pretty damn experienced... Mm-hmm. They're pretty damn good with that timing yep. of that. They, they did not stop facing Magnetar the entire time they were kind of stuck and down and out. They just kept turning to face him and it was pretty well timed. But also let's take into account that there was a moment where uh, there seemed to be some radio issues for Magnetar. He's inside the um, box and he started talking about yeah. um, he couldn't get the drum working or he's definitely he was losing some control there of were, some sort. There were drum issues sort of in the middle of the match. I think it was mm. after Behemoth had uh, sort of taken most of the damage it was yeah. going to take anyway. Like Maybe maybe it was almost to prove a point. Oh, no, it's definitely working. The drum's working. Let's go in for Behemoth. Let's go in. And yep. they end up going straight into the scoop, being flipped over. It looks like the self-writing arm mm. either is just not functioning yeah. or it might have already have been open when they were flipped. So they sort of, it couldn't self-write. No self-writing from Magnetar meant that Behemoth, thanks to a perfectly timed flip mm-hmm. and just great awareness and yeah. staying in the match, even when it looks like you're out, that perfect chance, Behemoth beat Magnetar and Magnetar yeah. eliminated entirely. Exactly. Behemoth did what they do best and tanked everything, knowing full well that they could outlast Magnetar. And they did. And they, they, did. they do. They yeah. shouldn't have. Magnetar should have won it. Okay. I it guess was- trying to go for that last hit. It was either Magnetar was going to get flipped or it was going to go to judge's decision because Baymoff was not getting knocked out in that match. That's for definite. They were going to keep dragging their spot around that <laughs> arena somehow. But I didn't even think Behemoth had a flip left in it. That might have been... It was probably tactical A because they'd had to use a lot of CO2 self-writing themselves, did Behemoth. Mm-hmm. Behemoth, I guess one weakness is the self-writing of Behemoth isn't one smooth transition. Yeah. It usually has to let the flipper off like eight or nine, well, no, not that many, but a lot of times to sort of bounce its way back up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's self-writing seems to be like a roll of the dice it's each time, time, doesn't it? 
kind of hope it lands on its wheels. Yeah. So they were probably conserving energy, conserving CO2. Mm-hmm. Ellis may have thought, looks like they're out of flips, looks like they won't be able to do it anymore. Ends up being the downfall. Mm-hmm. Such a shame. I think when he ends up upside down, do you hear Ellis just go, oh, no. Like, just yeah. no. <laughs> like, you just think, because he was working so hard on this bot. And he could have got so far. We could have, yeah. we never saw what happens if Magnetar faced Carbide. Exactly. Yeah. Never saw it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. And it's not the kind of match you're going to catch on the independent circuit or anything, because it would just be too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'd have to have um considerably slower spinners in order to compete there. Yeah. And I don't know if they really are independent circuit competitors. They spend no. a, have to spend a lot of time working on these bots. Big time. What a shame for Magnetar, but what a story for Behemoth. Yeah. What an odyssey this is becoming. The old guard still chugging along. Yeah. And they're beating these young, nippy, amazing bots. With their fancy schmancy spinners. Yeah. Behemoth have got a, a victory over Magnetar and Apollo this season. That's nothing to, yeah. that's nothing to look down upon. That's brilliant stuff. Shows it's still a very competitive bot. Well, bye bye Magnetar. Hello, Carbide versus Rapid. That match we re- really wanted to see because we thought it was going to be so close. <laughs> we were so sure it was going to be like a really competitive fight. So Rapid have identified the fact that their flipper doesn't always close, or it certainly doesn't close in good time. So they have, to my understanding, whilst watching the show, got some rubber bands. I guess that's the point, yeah. I know they've put entanglement devices on it, apparently, for this match. Really? I did not notice that. I did not notice that at all. No, but according to, according to these notes I've got, yeah, but it has entanglement devices. Okay. They didn't do much, I can tell no, you that much straight I, away. They definitely didn't come into play because I did not notice them. So the first thing they establish in the match is that Rapid can get underneath Carbide. Quite effectively, actually. Yeah. They have, I suppose you could say, the very early advantage in the match. Yeah. At first, you're like, oh, this is going to be good. They get a good push in on um, Carbide uh, into Shunt, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or into yeah. Shunt's corner patrol zone. Yeah. I don't know if Shunt really got anything off on them. Well, it, it all comes down to when Carbide start Carbiding rapid, really, which isn't that long into the match. Exactly. All of a sudden, you've got those high-speed attacks and uh, t- what what happens to rapid like smoke starts to just come pouring out co2's going everywhere i'm assuming so, rapid do get a little moment where they almost get carbide out of the arena arena carbide they get a big shot off on the side yeah they get massive massive shots on the front and the back mm-hmm. i think they buckle the armor which uh, ends up resulting in the next hit um, hitting Rapid's batteries. Uh, the right. LiPo batteries, yeah. which is where the smoke starts coming out. And that's when we get Rapid's uh, new move, which is self-revelation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just becomes a big old ball of fire after getting counted out. God, the remains of Rapid. Pretty insane. Such an expensive bot. And it's the one that ends up on fire. That's kind of weird, isn't it? The big, expensive, over-engineered masterpiece mm-hmm. has ended up being the bot that has the most over-the-top death. <laughs> Proper good death. Needless to say, there's an award coming their way. Uh, it was at the time the because you, because not knowing it was the batteries that were hit or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's just like it stops, ceases, called, and then all of a sudden 
it's just on fire. Yeah. Oh, look, Rapids actually caught fire. Random, Brilliant. random on fire. Got just like the old the season two that we've been reviewing. Yeah. Like where it's, every episode, for some reason, something's always on fire. By I don't understand it. what the health and safety protocol is, but it always ends up with them just taking them outside the fire exit door. <laughs> like, that's not what a fire exit's for. <laughs> the fire is exiting. Exactly. Fire exit. That's not how it works, though. <laughs> You cut immediately to Angela, like running by the side of the arena. I'm like, mm. oh, good, she's gonna, she's gonna go to the fire assembly point and show us really sensible. No, no she's they're no. all straight in there, having tried to. She wants to get involved. Everyone wants to have a look at the flaming robot. Yep. Whilst Team Rapid are there, smiling on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Inside, they're thinking, oh god. They're like, yeah, this is really cool, isn't it? This is what we. This yeah. is what a way to go. Yeah. Isn't this great? <laughs> <laughs> beads of sweat start appearing (laughs) isn't this great god this is what we always wanted i don't want to say they had it coming but they did have the most over the top expensive bot over the top expensive bot over the top i guess expensive destruction and that's basically that bot i'd like to see someone do the maths and figure out how expensive each minute they were on screen was (laughs) that'd be interesting oh poor rapid rapid is dead i mean I suppose we can guarantee we're getting a new robot from them next time if they make a new one, because I don't know how much of that is salvageable, but probably not a lot after a battery fire. I would like to see him come up with something weird and different now. We've had we've had over-the-top expensive flipper. Yep. Let's have an over-the-top expensive spinner next. Yeah, let's see what they can do. An over-the-top expensive axe bot that overperforms. That would be interesting. Really interesting. Yeah, see what they can create. Oh, wait, Mortis. Well, yeah, it was expensive and it was an axe bot. Probably wouldn't be able to compete in the modern... Uh... Not a chance, no. no. But I'd love to see a modernised Mortis. Yeah, that would be interesting. Real modern, yeah. crazy Mortis. You should just buy the rights to the Mortis Robot Wars name. Yeah. And just go to town on it. Mortis was it? monster. Three act shots per second? Yeah, they worked One, out, two, didn't they? Yeah. 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 If they were... Say you could do that with axe shots as strong as Thor's. With some sort of diamond-tipped axe. They did that is that was not what th- it may was very already well. it may very i mean God, come on it was Mort- was ridiculous it was mortis there was For probably the era that was ridiculous mortis probably just had a diamond in it for no for <laughs> no, no reason. reason other than to have, boost, have the value, value yeah. boost up okay so carbide has made terribly short work of rapid that's something we uh, else we have to mention carbide what a great showing for carbide exactly this was this was a proper clinic by carbide wasn't it this is them on form this is them not having to deal with you know such heavy massive hitters with huge amounts of money behind them like nuts too and instead dealing with you know little pathetic things like <laughs> rapid the, the precision perfect well, engineer. Exactly. it's still a good bot it's but, amazing bot. this just reminds everyone what happens if carbide does get a good hit on you it can cause exactly. fire Okay, so that takes us to Battle of the Flippers. It's Eruption versus Bamoff. First of our uh, semi-finals for the grand final, grand yeah. final semi-finals, grand final semi-final flipper fight. And nice, and it's nice to have a flipper versus flipper fight here. Yeah, it's good. We we love a good flipper versus flipper. They can get very crazy. Behemoth basically get their only real bit of offense in straight away. Yep. They get right underneath them. Um they go straight towards the CPZ mm-hmm. and I think flip them up the arena wall and eruption have to flail about. 
Yeah, I mean, Dead Metal gets involved. Bamoff ends up having a bit of a tussle. The rogue house spots appear. It's, it's a by-the-numbers kind of match for the most part at the beginning. Bamoff spending a lot of gas on self-writing. This is where the self-writing issue comes into play. The, you know, roll the dice, couple of tries, see what happens kind of self-writing. They might be able to... I can't remember whether they're one of the bots that can control how much gas they're using each time, because it would make sense that you don't need it to be super high pressure powerful loads of gas used flip when you're just self-writing you just want to get back onto your feet don't you we get the fog of war again it was not effective because there's no spinner in the match the fog of war it just doesn't really have much involvement does it like the only thing a fog of war really does like you said is lets a spinner get up to speed exactly maybe we'll talk more about the fog of war when we do sort of like the awards and stuff like that yeah we'll talk about our we'll do a section on... about the fog specifically or maybe the whole arena hazards for this season we'll talk yeah. about and see how we think about that this is really all about eruption flipping behemoth about desperately trying to get them out of the arena that's like the goal for eruption here oh, definitely gunning for it they're kind they? of yeah, toying yeah. with them half the time behemoth just kept hanging on just kept falling just short of going over the top it goes to a judge's decision it's very obvious who's won it's very clearly eruptions yeah. fight uh, like i said other than the first 15 20 seconds where behemoth came along really strong and i was like oh crap they could do this mm-hmm. after that it was all about eruption lots of flips like i said almost toying with them to the point of just trying to get behemoth out the arena yeah like they they won the fight by judge's decision essentially but yeah. they just wanted to they just wanted the that arena. moment yeah and behemoth was having none of it really they even, i mean behemoth even take a, a quite a big hit from uh, i think matilda's ass wheel <laughs> and it all, it's none of it really goes in Behemoth's favour. The only thing that really happens positive for mm. them is they do survive the fight. Behemoth not being uh, dominated at all. No. Well, being dominated, but not being destroyed by any means. They just keep ticking on. If you consider the fact that Eruption have had so many fights against great bots that have lasted five seconds and they've mm. immediately flipped robots out the arena... Think of what it did to Cherub last time. Oh, God. <laughs> it flipped Aftershock out of the yeah. arena this season. Yeah. Dramatically. The fact that Behemoth were essentially too big and bulky to get flipped out of the arena by eruption. Good on them. Says a lot. Yeah. That's Behemoth out, but they have made it into the joint third slash fourth place because there is no third place yeah. match. Yeah. I'm guessing the 10-bot rumble took the spot of yeah, that match. I guess. This is what I was trying to work out. I was desperately trying to figure out because I was like, oh yeah, we'll have a first, second, third, and the 10-way. Uh, and then all the maths kicked in and I was like, oh no. There is no, no, third. no, 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 no. third and there fourth is no third. joint, kind of. And then my brain melted. So that takes us to Carbide versus Nuts 2. Carbide has now sort of guarded its up, itself up a bit. Well, what it's done is it's cannibalized a piece of rapid to guard itself up. <laughs> I wish it did that with every robot it faced. Yeah. It took a piece of it. If you think about it, like, so Nuts 2, the hits... They're strong enough to break a chain. How you wouldn't take much armor to be enough to just you know it, it's it's at the end of the day it is just a chain going around really fast. It's not like a spinner hit. No, you know what I mean. What nuts two has going behind it is the fact that it's the full body weight of nuts two spinning, yeah. which essentially makes it a heavier spinner, spinner than any other spinner, which yeah. is going to be twenty twenty five thirty kilos. Mm-hmm. But like you said there, the problem is. Everything nuts two has hit has been stuff that's been I don't want to say fully exposed. It's not like you can cl- it's not like you can clearly see and yeah. get Carbide's weapon chain, but it's stuff that with the right kind of weapon, yeah. a long chain, 
Yeah. It can get in places. It can hit things that are somewhat exposed. That's where it's been getting things. Exposed wheels, exactly. exposed pieces. Yeah. And when it hits those things, it kills them. Exactly. Now that Carbide has the nut guard, as it's been called, <laughs> over the chain, there's not really as much. There's not so much a specific weak point that nuts can target. The only part nuts can target would be the wheels, which they did get last yeah, time as well. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So yeah. it's almost a gamble of a match. The match in and of itself is what? Really, it's just two or three hits. Yeah. But each of those hits are a carbide taking that risk of going directly exactly. into nuts and risking something being caught by the chains. The only way to fight nuts is to get close to nuts, which means you have to go through the flails first, tank the hits, and then get to the main body. Having said that, basically nuts gets de-weaponed pretty quick. The, the first hit takes off, what, half of the surrounding square... And that's one chain gone. Nuts 2 are then kind of in a bit of a poor state then. Yeah. Minibot hits the uh, El Rando button and gets Clever. the fog. I mean, they were looking for something. They got the fog. All that really does is work in Carbide's, Carbide's favour. Yeah. Because they're sitting there in the fog with the button held down, revving up. They damage one of Nuts' uh, wheels, which you think and a damaged wheel for Nuts 2. That's control gun. That's control gone. Yeah. That's, you think all that whole control is based around all that precision mathematics exactly. yeah. to skid it into the right veering place. That's it. And now it definitely can't do that. And then on top of that, the cluster bot gets nuked. Carbide really do get their revenge. They got their revenge. This was systematic tearing apart of nuts. You take away the weapons, you take away the wheel, take away the cluster bot. There's nothing left. It really isn't. They no. systematically one one. took every piece of Nuts 2's advantage away. And this is this felt very carbide because it's cold and calculated and cruel and, you know, they go into full-blown serial killer mode and just tear it apart. And highlighted Nuts 2's weakness, which essentially is the random nature of it. Yeah, you know, I guess You know, it has to be that in order to be Nuts. Yeah. But they couldn't get a lucky hit off on carbide. And... You could argue Lucky Hits has essentially been the point of Nuts 2 so yeah, far. exactly. Lucky Hits with the, all the control and precision really being the mini-bots. Exactly. And then just getting so many shots off with the flail that eventually, by sheer chance, you get something important. Hey, if it like if it's a 1 in 50 chance of hitting the chain, but you hit the bot 50 times, you're going to hit it. Yeah, it's a good ch- the but, chance uh, <laughs> on your side. But, you know, Carbide was well ahead of that. Weapons go first, then movement. Then cluster bot, nothing left. Nothing left. Carbide with a very methodical victory. And Nuts 2's only defeat this season. Wow. That's such a good bot. And you for think, what it is. <laughs> for this season, Nuts 2 been defeated once by Carbide, mm-hmm. who they defeated earlier. Polar opposite this match was. That's crazy, isn't it? We literally got to see the two bots showcase their strengths and their weaknesses yeah. within those two matches. But I was really looking forward to seeing what happens when Nuts 2 faces Carbide. Mm. And we got it twice and we got both results. We got results. it twice and we got both results. And honestly, if they did it a third time, it could go either way, couldn't it? It could. It depends, yeah. how, depends how lucky Nuts are of the hits and how how many hits Carbide can get by before, you know, getting the weapons Before off. getting wedged yeah. on little bots and oh, God, everything yeah. going a bit, yeah. bit south for them. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Really good match. Really liked it. But this is where things get insane. Mm. 
We're now looking at the grand final. It is a rematch mm-hmm. of last year's grand final. Oh, yes. Carbide versus Eruption. Eruption, The how, how can you describe this journey? So, From last year, coming yeah. second to Carbide. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, And decisively second as well. They didn't get a look in against Carbide in oh, their final big match. Time. No. They got wrecked, yeah. Coming back, like I said, losing mm. in their heat to who? Carbide. I was waiting for you to finish the sentence. You wanted me to to say it. (laughs) You're sitting there nodding. I'm sitting there nodding, thinking, why is he waiting (laughs) to say carbide, dude? It's It's on your phone, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, Losing to carbide ends up in the 10 bot rumble. I mean, what are the odds of winning the 10 bot rumble? 10%. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it might be slightly more and less, depending on which bot you are. Yeah, I suppose. You've got so many heavy hitters in that 10 bot rumble. You think you've got Apollo, you've got four, you've got terahertz. Concussion. Got concussion in there, for God's sake. Did you, you're up against way, way advanced bots. And somehow, just from patience, careful tactics, and being a great bot, Eruption comes out of the 10 bot rumble as the winner. The one out of the 10. So they get back in as a wild card into the grand final. Now you think the last two seasons, the wild cards, Thor and Apollo have had to enter as wild cards, beaten up, broken down messes, yep. and they kind of get, you know, they get beaten up quite quickly. They didn't, they did okay for zombie versions of themselves, but it's not like they really were ever going to no, win. Exactly. They, no one saw it winning. And with this case, not only are they a wild card, they had to go through a 10 bot rumble first. 10 bot rumble. Apollo and Thor didn't when no. they had when they were wild exactly. cards. They and got they were chosen. Yeah. They only went through their heat. They'd already been through their heat eruption and face carbide yeah. and and now win a ten bot rumble and then win their three way yeah. and then beat Behemoth. We should be seeing zombie eruption at this point, but what we're actually seeing is eruption superficially damaged, I guess. But all in all, it's eruption. It's still eruption. It is an yeah. eruption beaten up. It's bruised, but mm. it's it's still fully functional and has managed to overcome. So much adversity going into this. And then you look at Carbide for the third season running mm-hmm. in the grand final match. Yep. Guaranteeing themselves either being champions or runners-up every reboot season. It's always been Carbide versus a flipper. Carbide is the is the bot, the bot to beat. Oh, so where do you start? The drama going into this match was huge. It's, it's, a, it's an insane story, isn't it? The defending champions who've been starting to let their weak points show a little bit mm-hmm. versus the bot that shouldn't be. Exactly, the, yeah. The bot that yeah. didn't win its heat. Exactly. bot that's been through so much. The bot piloted by Michael, who's been waiting his whole life to win Robot Wars. Yep. Who probably almost wrote off the chance of being champion once he didn't win his heat and had to win a 10-bot rumble. And suddenly, here we are. Grand final. Carbide versus eruption oh god how do we start this this is an epic fight so the first thing that everyone knew was going to happen going in was that eruption was going to have to tank hits this isn't a freeway there's no third bot you can hide behind no one's turning around carbide are paying attention to just eruption yeah that's what they that's all there is to pay attention exactly no mini bots either (laughs) nope you've got a tank hits and tank hits eruption does to credit but the real clever thing about eruption okay it takes a lot of aesthetic damage the armor gets beaten up a bit mm-hmm. but other than that nothing really that crazy it takes those hits yeah and it takes all of them head on 
Carbide's tactic going into this, the same as their past two matches, mm-hmm. is to go for the side panels where the wheels are. Yep. Because last time, that's what they did. Both Take times, a wheel out. Yeah. they took a wheel out, Yeah. and then they're in control then. For the full three minutes, Eruption managed to always stay front-facing on Carbide. They never let Carbide get around the side. Exactly. Of it's yeah. pure perfection in control. Every time Eruption look like they're not moving much, they're just staying in a position where Carbide can't get to them easy. Exactly. If you start whizzing around the arena, that's an opportunity for Carbide to come straight in on the side to the back of you. You just just don't want that. Face them head on and just knuckle down and tank hits. Don't try and run away. Don't try anything fancy. Because as we've started to establish now, the biggest weakness to a spinner is the The spinner. Exactly. They just, they can't, they don't have the longevity of a flipper. The spinning bar of carbide doesn't stop working but it definitely slows down mm-hmm. and it has a lot of issues and that's when carbide have to start to retreat to a, a very aggressive eruption carbide loses weapon for a bit they end up slamming into the like their weapon mm. slams into the floor a bit yeah eruption finally actually get flip uh, a flip in yep and every flip on carbide feels like it's really affecting it's really it as well. important each one does yeah if yeah. everyone feels like it's doing something carbide end up with some issues with their spinner it just mm-hmm. stops again after i think it um i think it gets mm. a hit off but it shoots back it's not a hundred percent no it's not it's not doing killing blows to eruption mm. and every time it is hitting them that bar is really stopping for a longer period of time than it ever has usually yeah. it's back up to full speed within three seconds exactly i mean i think we get the fog of war but it's it's not benefiting carbide the way it had previously. It's not getting up to speed or anything. The floor flipper gets involved again. Floor flipper has been massive this series. This might be the most floor flippery season I've ever seen. It was flippery slippery out there. Okay, in some of the old seasons it gets used a lot, but usually it's something you see used once the decision's already made. So yeah. I'll put like Sakil or pop them on the floor flipper. Way look at them oh, fly. Yeah, them go. Now it's like tactics. It's like if I circle round the back of the floor flipper, they'll go to walk over it, end up in the air. It's a strong flipper, exactly. Like it's, it's a whole big I mean, panel expulsion getting rolled up it as if it was a rampway oh, launching into the air stuff like that you know magnetar took someone out using the floor flipper getting underneath them, them getting some extra hits in yeah no and it becomes a big deal here carbide takes a ride from the floor flipper yep carbide they do get up to spin again they do a little bit of damage to eruption again carbide's now on the run basically yeah we get Eruption's carbide on the run a couple them. of times do eruption really ever tr- retreat much this match at no all? once they've tanked the hits and they know that they've put carbide spinner out of action more or less then they go on the attack and they start chasing down carbide we go the full time straight to judges i think it ends with carbide again getting floor flipped not getting weapon up to speed eruption getting one big final flip as the mm-hmm. cease is called now a lot of people said oh that was a close match but to me i I knew right then it was like well that's eruptions it's eruptions you could feel it easily yeah but there are a lot of people on twitter around the world mm-hmm. uk mostly but around the world oh, okay yeah who were like but that was definitely carbide's fight but how would it be Carbide's fight? I think a lot of people saw it and just saw the sheer amount of hits Carbide got off. Mm. But I don't know. If a didn't... if a bot tanks a hit, it nulls it a bit. In my eyes, personally, I don't know yeah. what Sharky's thinking, but when I see the spinner bashing hits off of a massive thick scoop, there's you know it's not it's not the same. 
No, uh, eruption were, I'd say, they were, they more aggressive. It was part of their game. It was part of their tactic, was tanking those early hits with the scoop as a shield, waiting for Carbide to lose full speed potential, which they do, and then they just went on the offensive and started throwing Carbide around. Ultimately, if the match went another couple of minutes... That would... Oh. Definitely you know, eruptions. Yeah. So you've got the three categories that the you score points in. You've got mm-hmm. aggression is worth the most. Both were very aggressive. Yeah. Eruption were more aggressive because there was never a point where they didn't have to be aggressive, whereas Carbide did have to run away a couple of yeah. times when their spinner just wasn't working properly. Exactly. Things going a bit, yeah. a bit south for them. Damage, eruption, the flips and what they were doing and the deflection was causing issues with Carbide's Bar, yeah, yeah, they didn't cause huge amounts yeah. of damage, but the damage caused by carbide, whilst it was probably more damage than what mm-hmm. eruption caused, at the end of the day, it was still just cosmetic. It didn't really affect yeah. eruption's functionality all that much. And then there's control, which again, both great controlled robots, but eruption by far had the control. They were always taking the hits head on, which was the whole point. Never taking hits from the side or the yep. back always head on, always saving their flips for the right moment. Like they weren't not being aggressive. They were using the flips wisely. Exactly. And like you said, something I think is an important part of judging, I'd say, if the match went on for a a little bit longer, it probably would have just decisively been Eruption's win. I think Eruption would have knocked Carbide out. Yeah. So it really is. It's it's a no contest. It is definitely Eruption's. And we get such a dramatic end to the series. What a journey. Yeah. I can tell you right now, the Prediction League, nobody predicted the wild card would win it. Nobody predicted <laughs> Eruption would win it. Because it's the wild card. They had to go for a 10-bot fight exactly. anyway. And then you've got guys like Pulsar and Rapid and Carbide. Waiting to... for you the other end. No one saw eruption winning this eruption literally went from frying pan to fire and have won have come out looking great the champions for the first time ever the wild card in a rematch from last season which was also a rematch from their heat final which put them in the 10 bot situation from a team that's been trying to win actual robot wars it's just incredible you can't can't make it up you you couldn't the amount of drama the story that unfolded this series. Oh, it's so How good. can any other season ever compete with it? No, it's, it's absolutely gold. incredible. This was the perfect ending to the season. That's this it. was Return of the Jedi. It was. It, it really was. was. The... After Carbide's Empire Strikes Back victory last series, this was Return of the Jedi. Easily. It's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Stunned. Stunned. Was the feeling after seeing that episode. I think Team Eruption was stunned by the end of it. They're standing there holding the trophy. Finally Air won. of magic. He won, won. And yep. God, it must have felt completely out of reach. Yeah. Once the heat had lost. And there is Michael Oates, winner of Robot Wars. Eruption is the champion of Robot Wars. So good. So the cool. champion. That's it. It is legit eruption. champion. Legit. Number one. Okay, so we need to say firstly. How many Philippa Foresters is this episode getting? Five. It's a straight five. It's I straight can't five. fault it. I it can't. is the flawless episode. It is five out of five. There are so many great stories happening and all of them told in great matches. Exactly. Every robot, Behemoth, yep. the old guard. Surely the design isn't optimal by now, but there they go, finish, finishing in joint third. Yeah, exactly. Having a great 18 to 20 year odyssey 
proving they're still worth it. Yeah. Magnetar, who should have done so much better, went in for one last cocky <laughs> attack and lose. Exactly. I mean, what a, what a story. The story they of learned, Rapid. They learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Rapid, the story of the bot that exploded. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Know? It proves that money doesn't make, you know, make you win. You can't buy winning Robot Wars. Well, nope. You, they tried, and so oh, yeah. Mortis did in the past as well. Exactly. A very parallel story between those two. Yeah. Nuts 2 went from being the joke <laughs> exactly. robot the novelty bot that everyone really liked but didn't think was ever capable of getting to a grand final to beating carbide good god to beating the champs that's oh insane god who was left then it's carbide and eruption after those exactly yeah yeah and we got that we got that treat carbide went from being undefeated in season nine mm-hmm. it was like we saw little blips we started with the gabriel fight where it was yeah. like oh there are some things that Carbide can't do easily. Yeah, we started to think, my God, Carbide's struggling out there. I mean, they're going to win the match, but they're, they're fallible. You know, it's it was there. You know, they, they'd have their moments where they were the old Carbide again. Oh, and yeah. then they'd face Nuts 2, a bot yeah. they should have destroyed. And they get beaten. And then finally, in that final match, they just get edged out of it by Eruption, who... <laughs> We've said that's this, that we've mentioned this story about ten yeah. times already. The podcast a rapture, the ultimate. I don't want to say underdog because in reality it's it a, was just a the least likely. Yeah, fantastic bot. It's not like it's a, yeah. a not very good bot that managed to win. No, but, but it just it'd been through so much and it already lost. Like you say, it lost its heat final. It had to go through a ten bot rumble just to get into the grand final. Let alone beat the heavy hitters that were waiting for it on the other side let alone beating the champs it's insane what a great story what a great episode five out of five first five out of five we've ever given to an episode first ever. five out of five and it's definitive five out of five we've both given it five this is the best robot wars episode i've ever seen yeah and it's there is no doubt it's not like oh but then there was this nope nope if there was any doubt it wouldn't be five out of five There is no doubt. There is absolutely no doubt. We can look at it now. This episode set a few, uh, I guess, little records. This is the first time we've seen the championship battle be a rematch between the same two previous finalists. Yep. We had 15 robots involved in this episode. Let's put that into perspective. Eruption was the one in 15. The one in 15. They technically beat 14 other robots to to get through to this and the other robots they must they beat during their heat they probably yeah, beat around exactly. nearly 20 robots if you throw them all together that's crazy so there were 15 robots going into this eruption were the ones it's obviously the first time the champion has not won their heat yeah because you know, there's only been two other wild cards before and they yeah, didn't win exactly yeah eruption are now three-time uk champions they might be the first three-time uk champions i'm pretty sure they are and i think they're the first time that we've had a UK champion win a Robot Wars championship and an FRA yeah. championship as well. It's great, isn't it? The Carbide are the first robot to finish runner-up in more than one occasion. Hey. So they set a record by losing by in their losing. final match. At this point in the podcast, I think the question on everyone's mind is, when are you guys going to say who won the Invitational? Okay, so we were taking your predictions that whole time through Twitter, through Reddit, through electronic mail. Now, if I go to my new and improved league table, which I did last minute because, you know, that's when you start doing a a proper easy to follow league table is right at the last minute when it's all about to end. Oh, yeah. Now we'll start with sort of the the home league, the little, you know, me, you and ukulele Chris. The rivalry. Yeah. The three hosts. 
Sure. <laughs> He's essentially a host. <laughs> in spirit. We'll have to have him on one day, won't we, at this one rate? Day, one day. We owe it to him now. But he can only speak via ukulele. Brilliant. <laughs> he can only react via ukulele chords. So, <laughs> Sad minor chord. Good. Happy major. <laughs> Go on, him. So start with whoever you want to start with. Thanks. Just pull the, pull the band-aid off and let us know. So, ukulele Chris. Mm-hmm. Got a grand total of 11 points. 11 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, respectable 11. Respectable I'll, I'll dig it. 11. It's okay, I'll dig it. Yep. Ben. Yes. You got... Yes. 10 points. Damn. So you will Damn. not be the champion this season. I am season. not champ. Oh, for clarity's sake, we never actually mentioned on the podcast how many points you get for getting the um, Rumble winner. So how many points was it? It was five, we agreed on last week, but we never actually said it in the podcast. I we don't just, even remember. We just sort of mentioned it afterwards. We were like, it's one in ten chance. Should we do ten points? No, that's ridiculous. How about five? Yeah, all right. Well, apparently that's the thing. Apparently that's <laughs> well, the thing. All right, that's cool. Me? Yes. Thanks to getting the Rumble winner, basically. What? And second place. Go on, them. 17 points. God damn. You're the local winner. I mean, Eruption threw a huge spanner into the works by winning the thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody predicted Eruption as the winner, which means nobody got full points no. for the grand final. No one at all. You and Ukulele got no points for the final at all. No. If you'd have got a few points, you probably would have beat me. It's only because I predicted that Carbide wouldn't win. Uh-huh. I predicted Magnetar would win. I oh, thought yeah. logically Carbide would be second. Second, so you got so, the second points. So I got second place okay. points. Okay. And I predicted yeah. Eruption... For me, it was between Eruption and Apollo, and I saw you went Apollo, so that's why I went Eruption. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now, here we go. We're going to need a full-blown grand winner of the Activate the Robot Wars podcast Invitational. 57 people entered the Invitational. 57. That is not including people who predicted for one single episode alone. And then just disappeared off the radar. Yeah, exactly. There was no point in me counting all of them as well because physically couldn't win. The max points they could have got was six anyway. Exactly. Go on then. Now, there were some decent performances here. I mean, James Shelton, he did pretty good. Yeah. 10, 11, 14, 20 points. That's not bad. I think that is second place. That's not bad at all. Who else looks good here? I was sort of picking them out as I. um, I said there were a lot of you that did good. Maybe I was wrong now looking at it. I was. Most of you were awful. This is <laughs> this has been an unpredictable season. We'll say that much. <laughs> I can announce to you the winner and new Activate Robot Wars podcast champion is Mozone. Mozone. With a total of mm-hmm. 25 points. 25? 25 points. Oh my god. That's insane. It is insane. It is insane. Some other highlights. Let's have a look at some of these highlights from here. Some of you did so terribly. Chris Lee, one point. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> one, one third place. Like, man. Oh, bless. Chris Rowe, one point. Don't be called Chris in this competition. You guys are not very good at predicting Robot Wars, but... Finalists. Let's just say that much. <laughs> who else did particularly awful? Let's see here. If I take... Let's talk about some people who are waiting. So James Shelton is eagerly awaiting. I already mentioned James Shelton. You mentioned Shelton? Yeah, he was the second place of 20. 
edit that out. Oh well. What about Jackie B, who was eagerly awaiting? Sixteen points. It's a good amount. It's not bad. That's it's really more not than bad. me. It is more than you. Yeah. That's and like, you clearly, Chris. And you clearly, not <laughs> combined though. Well, that's true. Yeah. Although I think Mozone did do more than you guys combined. combined. So. That says a lot. That is scary, it? isn't it? What about the? Uh, did we notice there was a whole? There seems to be a whole family of them. Yeah, the Groves family. Yeah, we can tell when there's three of you of the same surname or actively linked on Twitter. Let's see how you com- You did combined. One plus three is four. <laughs> Basic <six>. math. <laughs> Fourteen points. Worse than some individuals as a whole family. Brilliant. Just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> it's been it's been an unpredictable series, to say the least. To say the least. As a matter of fact, Tabby Groves, one point as well. Another one-pointer. Really? Is there any zero-pointers? Let me have a look. Is there? Are there? How did Kaylee J do? Kaylee J is waiting to hear. 15. Solid performance. Solid performance. Solid, is, yeah. Solid performance. Considering three episodes, Kaylee J got zero points. That's how unpredictable yeah. this was. You get like one when fifteen big win is, and that's all you need. Sometimes it's really insane. It's been one of the most least predictable seasons of all. Like if I just show you this, look at the sheer amount of zeros wow, on that page. Yeah, I don't think anyone got nothing. So good on everyone. Everyone at least got one third place point. Yeah, there's no straight zeros at all. None at all. Like I said, not counting people who disappeared after just predicting one episode. Well done, well everyone. done, everyone. Yeah, well done, everyone. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it again. We will do it again, yeah. and it'll be a hell of a lot easier to track, and it'll be a hell of a lot easier to follow. Oh, we're good to make an Excel spreadsheet, which means we need to learn how to make Excel spreadsheets. I mean, I've made loads before, but at the same time, you know, Excel is one of those things where. Every time you use it, you've forgotten how to use it from before. It's like, oh, this is a very simple formula. I won't ever have to use this again. And then you just forget. I won't remember this. I won't need to remember this. It's not like I'm one day going to have to build a Excel spreadsheet to keep track of my Invitational Robot Wars competition. Dan Marshall, best performer who didn't get a single full pointer, full 6.0 for the final. It would have been a full 10 pointer. Four, five pointers. That's 20 points. Not bad at all. For not getting a full <laughs> prediction. That's what everyone's been eagerly awaiting, really. I mean, the grand final was great and all, but it was really all about... It was about the grand final of the Activate Robot Wars Invitational, which isn't invitational. Everybody join in. You're all invited. Hey. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I feel like emotionally drained after all this. It was a draining episode because so much happened. Mm. Every second something important was happening in that episode. Even more reasons for us to give it. Five stars. It, there wasn't a boring moment. Five star episode. In our next recording, we're going to do our Hall of Fame. A Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame, yeah. our awards, rewards. That's when we'll talk about things like the Fog of War. Should it be there? And other such interesting little exact things. So The we, format, does it work this uh, time? You can't mess with the format, man. That that's, is, that's I'm loving working it. So I'm well. loving that's it big brilliant. time. But we do need to hear everyone's opinions so we can read them out and we'll help just basically dissect the series as a whole and come out the other side wiser, smarter, and more in tune with the bot world. 
as you can tell, I'm sort of very emotionally trained because I'm just rambling now. I feel like a lot of this was just rambling, but it was such... We couldn't just record, well, that was the best episode ever, five out of five, and then release that as the podcast. And then been like, bye. <laughs> but it feels like that's all you can say. Yeah, so it was much just happened. good. It was just really, really, really good. It was great TV. If anyone was going to start watching Robot Wars, I'd tell them to start with this season, because this season has had almost all of the episodes have mm-hmm. been at least good. Yeah, definitely. There's not been a proper stinker. No. It's it's varied in between great to really great. Yeah, great to perfect yeah. in this case. I'm going to need a thesaurus, really, aren't I? Lots, <laughs> lots of stories told, great machines. Yep. You saw a lot from every machine because everyone got a chance to the format, which we'll get into next time. Yep. Damn good. Damn, damn good. Hopefully we don't have to see Robot Wars end after this. <laughs> that would be a shame. Because that would be a massive shame. At least it would be a high note, though. Oh, it'd be an absolute high note, but at the same time, I just feel like there's so so much more drama to happen. I want to see bots come back. I want to find out what happens to them next. I want to see the new bots come into play. After three new series, all of these people are going to be starting to pick up robotics and building things. You know, the competition's going to get better and better. Exactly. People are going to turn up with weird, wacky, insanely powerful things. Well, I can't wait to start talking about the season as a whole. Because it's probably my favourite Robot Wars season of all time. At least that's how I feel right now. And we're not fresh off the episode anymore. It's been a few days, so... Yeah, I thought I'd calm down, but I didn't calm down. I I still feel like this is the best. This has been good. Okay, now I need to do the wrap-up. Oh, it's the last wrap-up of this series. It is. Yeah. At least we've got the season overview to do. And then we've got all of the rest of season two... And then season three, season four, season five, season, and then all. Well, no. After season two, we're doing BattleBots. We've already promised that now. Yeah, we were going to do BattleBots. There's going to be BattleBots as well. And there's always Extreme, Extreme, just Extreme like Warriors, which has been yeah. started to be yeah. uploaded now, which is the one uh, the US Robot Wars filmed in the UK with Mick Foley hosting. Of course, it is. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That'll be something else. It's not like we're going to run out of source material. Someone on Reddit figured out how long it would take us at the rate we're going. <laughs> so, just including televised robot wars so not battlebots techno games robotica or the pre-televised stuff that we've been doing the 95 94 and all that it's going to take us 16 years to review all of robot wars 16 years that's not including battlebots or any of the other anything other than just televised uk robot wars so basically everybody settle in (laughs) (laughs) we got a hell of a ride coming you can follow us on twitter we are at podcast activate because someone else already had at activate podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all you can email us activate podcast at gmail.com we will read stuff out that you send us so do that a lot and go on itunes and give our podcast five out of five yeah man <laughs> give it give this podcast the review that you will would give um this episode the uh, yep. episode of the uh, series of robot wars yeah. yeah which is five out of five yeah because yeah. like there's yeah yeah <laughs> sure why not and we will see you next time for the award ceremony the hall of fame and wrapping up the series in general send us lots and lots of questions and stuff and we'll be able to answer them and figure things out and discuss it 
Bye. Toodaloo. I don't know. I thought you were searching that hashtag. Oh, I searched the hashtag. This is like the worst intro recording we've done for an episode ever. <laughs> just just edit out all of this. <laughs> just leave the good bit at the beginning. <laughs> and yeah. Don't worry. It'll sound like it was a full flowing natural conversation by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was not-